Dear friends in Christ, fellow redeemed of our Lord, we turn attention today to God's word for us in Romans 14, reading verses 7 through 9. None of us lives to himself, and no one dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end, Christ died and rose and lived again, that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. If we would compare the Lord Jesus to any U.S. president, your commander-in-chief, the differences would be striking. First of all, the U.S. president does not know you among 300-plus million people who live in this country. And for most of you in the last election, I don't think you voted for him because you were not old enough. Jesus, on the other hand, knows you very well. And in a rather unique way, he voted for you when he gave up his life to redeem your life. With all of that in mind, let's consider briefly today what it means to have Jesus as Lord of who you are, how you live, and where you are going. How does that play itself out in practical terms? First of all, when Jesus makes a statement, it's guaranteed to be right every time. No spin, no walking it back, no updates. When he makes a promise, it's going to happen. He will not let you down. When he gives a command, an order, if you will, when he lays out a rather unique lifestyle for us to follow, he knows what he's doing. He will not lead you astray, especially when he tells you what to believe. We can trust him always when he says that all of our sins are forgiven. He ought to know. He paid the price to make that happen. Trust him when he also says that if you die one day as his believer, you will rise from the grave, fully restored in body and soul. The fact that he made that happen for himself is the sign that he will do the same for you, for me, and for all of our departed Christian loved ones. With Christ in charge, he is Lord not only of the truth that we believe, but the kind of life that we live which you can break down a little bit here. He's Lord of the Christian family at home, which includes how husbands and wives are to treat each other and how parents are to raise their children. Let the Lord determine how you treat each other as fellow Christians and how you reach out with the gospel to other people. Let Jesus shape how you view money and material things and seeing them, using them as tools for higher purposes 
the work of his kingdom, his greater glory. All of that and more sounds right and good on paper, the way the Bible lays it out. But we know from experience that it's a constant work in progress for each one of us with inevitable setbacks. We have to fight the desire to do it our way. We have to push down the impulse to rebel, which is the go-to instinct of our sinful nature. Call it insubordination when we disobey the king. Treason against our Lord. Sin of which we need to repent daily. But when you do that, when you and I repent, we go back under the one, the Lord, who forgives us and leads us to follow him on the basis of such incredible love. The fact that he loved us so much to the point of sacrificing himself. How can you say no to a king like that? when he leads us perfectly down a path that gives us only permanent blessing. Such blessing is there for us mainly in his word. What we hear from Christ and about Christ in the Bible are the real answers to some very big issues of life because Jesus, unlike any human leader, shows you the whole path from start to finish, where we come from as part of his creation why we are here in this world right now as his people, and where he is working to bring us one day as the heirs of God's inheritance. When you walk that path and cause the burden of your own guilt, he will bring you to the cross as the place to drop it off and keep walking with a clear conscience. When facing all those strains and struggles of life, Jesus is there with words of strengthening, mercy, deliverance. When that final trial comes through your own human death, Jesus is there with his plan of resurrection, recovery to life everlasting. With every step along that path, we depend on these words from him as the core leadership and lordship going on in our hearts and our lives. Let's involve one more thing. It's a big question. Would we give that kind of devotion, that high level of honor, such allegiance in the form of weekly worship, daily prayers, offering of money to someone who is still dead in the grave? No way. We worship Christ and hang on his every word because he lives in glory. We welcome and embrace his authority over us because he shares his victory with us. Jesus gets to be the Lord of you and me, and that's a very good thing. To be under him every day, under his counsel, his care, his conquering control of our past, present, and future. Amen. We close our worship of our Lord, singing all stanzas of hymn 51. Hymn 51.